Alrighty, Season 9, Episode 5, Last Temptation of Homer. This should be a fantastic one. But as always, Shane, cold open time. Did you know that a section of the rainforest the size of Kansas has burned every single... Shane, 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 just, just, just do the cold open. Now let's give it up for Table 5! Ah, 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 table five, table five, ah, 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 table five. That kind of, okay, so that, that intro there took us a couple of tries. It seems like whenever we try to plan something, instead of just winging it, it ends up being like, um, when Mr. Burns is making his film, remember when he looks at Smithers? And he goes, we did 34 takes, and that was the best one. It always and it always seems like every time we do that, eh? Whenever I have to remember lines, it's always a thing. I have a feel- I'm more of an improv. Yeah, like yeah. you'd be really good. Like if somebody, if you went to like an improv, amateur improv night, something like that, where you had to act out a scene, like basically do like an amateur whose line is it anyway, I think you'd be really good at it. But if you were in a play with a significant number of lines would you oh, yeah, do you think you'd not. freeze up do you think you'd get like stage fright and, and and completely blank on what your lines would be even if you like memorize them for weeks upon a time uh i used to really like drama class in high school um but to your point i was never i was never good at remembering lines on the spot in the way that they were written for me to say you know, i was always um trying to make people laugh with my improv Gotcha. Uh, so anyways, I was going to tell a story about a poem that I wrote. I don't remember it all then, but I'll just skip that part. But you don't remember the poem? You wrote a poem in drama class? Kind of. It was like, uh, gosh, what was it? Uh, everyone had really shitty poems. No offense to everyone that were in my class. They were all like typical. And well, they ended in high like, I was a poet and I didn't know it. I'm yeah. like, come on, get some material. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Uh, I don't remember it all, so I won't say, but it was inappropriate and everyone loved it. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was like a poem about a horny teenage boy. (laughs) Okay. So were were you like kind of speaking from the, from yourself? Like, were you speaking from the truth? Was there a little bit of, yeah, a a boy going through puberty and it was really funny. I just don't remember all the lines. Um, that's a challenge then challenge for the next episode. Try to remember what, uh, what the lines were and we can come back out of our open, with Shane's poem. Maybe that can be the cold open. That would be pretty sweet. If yeah, you... I don't know if that would get us canceled nowadays, but yeah, I'll try to remember every... Yeah, especially yeah. out of context where you're no longer a teen boy, so that doesn't really make a lot of sense, but we'll see. And yeah, we'll I'm, see. I'm like more than, more than double the age of a teen boy. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned drama class, so you know what we did in drama class in uh, grade 10? We had this assignment where it was like, make a commercial, the catchiest commercial that you can, you can do, right? And so... I, I was kind of lazy, but I knew this would work. Uh, and then I said to my group, I think there's five of us. It's like, okay, uh, there's four of us are going to go up on stage because uh, we had a little riser thing. And we're just going to sit there. We're going to sit for about 30, 25 seconds, whatever it was, because it was a 30 second commercial. We're going to sit and say absolutely nothing. going to sit with our hands folded on our lap and do absolutely nothing. Then in the last five seconds, there's a guy named Brandon Pack. And I said, Pack. You come up with a sign and it had like a fake website written on it and just say, buy it now. And then we walked off the stage and everyone in the class, we did it. And everyone was like, wait, what? What just happened? What was that? What were you selling? What? And we that actually, was brilliant. Yeah, we, yeah. we got the top um, 
mark for ours because it generated the most interest. And that was just me being lazy because <laughs> uh, I didn't want to do the project. Uh, so, yeah, that was, uh, a, a, I don't know. Is you know it those radio advertisement commercials where two people talk to each other? I invented those. Just yeah. smack, yeah, as you should. You remember those, uh, if you live in the GTA, you'll probably have heard them at one point. The Spence Diamond commercials, remember those? If they're still on, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Family Guy, sorry. Family Guy did a really good spoof of that where it's like, you know, the uh, the diamond commercial where they're like behind a veil or like a uh, like a stage curtain and you just see the shadows of like yeah, the person yes. giving them the ring. Yeah. And then Family Guy does like the BJ joke. Oh, that's right. I do remember that. Yeah. And the wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that one. I forgot about that one. That's true. But um, this one should be a really good episode. It should be fantastic. Uh I don't know if maybe we're having a little bit of recency bias in our early ratings just because, um, like, uh, for instance, we both went with um, with Treehouse 5. We started around a 9.4. You went with a 9.5 based off of the really high uh, Bobo episode with, with Rosebud. And then it came down a little bit, so maybe we were overestimating a bit. And then maybe because of that, we started a little bit lower for what uh, Marge on the Lamb should have been because we ended up both going with a 10. We started lower. Uh, even for... And then, so we're coming off a high, and so we gave a f- relatively high um, to uh, Trambampoline episode, and then that ended up going down the crapper. Then we started low for the last episode, and that turned out to be good. So I think we were letting recency bias affect us a little bit in in terms of the last episode affecting our first rating for the future episode you know what i mean yeah the last episode always affects how we feel with the next one it kind of clouds it doesn't it yeah uh at least we're not doing them in succession like one after the other i feel like when we were doing two episodes uh a week that was more like it affected our how we felt more because we were literally nick and i were recording one after the other that's true so we would watch like a kind of episode like the tram bampoline and then we'd go to something good but we would still kind of like it would take us a whole episode to get back on track in terms of like oh yeah this this show's great yeah exactly the two kind of became one in in a sense back when we were doing it that way so now this way i think we i think it break you're right i think it breaks away from it a little bit but it's still kind of clouded there i have some really fond memories of this one um I just like the storyline in general. I like those storylines where uh, it's some person who's kind of like way out of the other person's league and somehow they're like a perfect match for each other. Uh, and I like the like David Merkin when he was coming up with the idea for this one. They had the episode where Homer was kind of oblivious to Lurleen um, coming on to him. But they never done something like right from the bat. Homer understands that somebody likes him and he likes them back. And it becomes that like, okay, what happens scenario what would homer really do so i like that they actually went with that um even though they had kind of done something but still found a new avenue to go in i'm gonna give it a nine this is more realistic yeah i'm I'm gonna give it a 9.1 it is more realistic uh i felt that uh there were some really good gags in here uh i think the chemistry between dan castellanetta and michelle pfeiffer uh who the cast went nuts over when she was it was like the most popular day on the on the set in the studio. I bet having and, a bunch of dorks and Michelle Pfeiffer in the recording booth. No yeah. kidding, right? Uh, and and apparently, like she was kind of nervous to do it, but the, you can tell that these two had a lot of fun doing it and had some great chemistry together. Um, so I'm gonna give it a nine point one. I don't. I don't remember it being a very good story. There's no joke 
or gag, I think, off the top of my head that really sticks out. But I'm I'm pretty sure this is going to be one where I give it a, right around the nine, low nines, and it's going to be there. I'm pretty sure it's going to be that by the end of it. What about yourself? This is one of those episodes where it's, like, kind of relatable for me uh, in terms of, like, office romances. So I'm going to go in with a 9.4. Just It gets a few extra points because, like, now that I'm older, I can relate. Like, I could see where the writers were coming from in terms of... Because, like, the most common uh, situation where someone cheats on someone else is someone else, like, they that they work with. Because most people spend the majority of their week working with coworkers. Right. And then you spend... You know, you don't even spend as much time with your significant other. Um, you're spending more time with your coworkers, uh, which is, you know, hey, hopefully we get everyone gets four day work week, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, in terms of just, uh, I remember some of the gags, like specifically, what was it, the vacuum cleaner that sounded like yeah, Mars? Was yeah, that it? yeah. Speak, yes, the, the floor um, buffer or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, but. It, it's a very good story. It's not super gag heavy from what I remember in terms of, well, from the last episode we're coming from, nothing is going to be uh, like that for a little bit. Um, the last episode was just like yeah, ridiculous. Crazy Every, like, I felt like seven seconds it was just something else. Um, but yes, this is relatable for me. Also pretty funny. Great story. Relatable. Da, da, da. So 9.4. Yeah, I um, I think you're right. I think the pacing is a little bit different than the last one because the last I had a three-way tie for my top joke in uh, in Boy Scouts in the Hood because there was just so much going on this one is a little bit more of a story but a very interesting story because you're right it's a bit more like the last episode is not you know really relatable in a sense nobody goes on a sugar bender when they're 10 accidentally joins the Boy Scouts and then gets lost in the ocean being saved by a crusty burger or you know a, a restaurant in general on an oil rig that's just not happening this you could see happening to somebody. So it's definitely a little bit more relatable. And uh, yeah, so we'll get into the episode now. I'm going with a 9.1, 9.4. And uh, in just a second, as the episode begins, we'll find out how many people Shane has actually dated at work. I think it's about eight, but we'll find out. Let's go. Last Temptation of Homer. Okay, just a couple of seconds ago, I said we'd find out how many people Shane's dated from. I think it's like eight, nine, something like that, right? Oh, we haven't. Uh, let's uh, deflect. So the chalkboard gag is very long. Yeah. Yeah, it was all work, no play. Makes uh, Bart a dull boy, a little, little um, shinning. Um, how many people have I dated at work? Um, you don't actually have to answer it. I was just messing around, but if you want... Oh, <laughs> I think it's only like three. That was a little bit off. Look at that, honest shame. Yeah. He could have gone with the joke part, but no. Which I, I don't recommend you date uh, in the workplace. That's how Shane got two of his four assault, or, uh, lawsuits in his life against him. Yeah, a little late, late night talk show gag yeah, there. A, a little, more intricate couch gag. It's funny because they're at Letterman, but in in like a couple episodes, well, Conan, Bart being on Conan, right? Oh yeah, I forgot about this gag. The thing is, is that Bart's plan here of painting the, the um, spots smaller doesn't make any sense because he would have had to get rid of. It's implied yeah, that there's like, to somehow get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah, previous previous uh, lines, right? It's true. Which there's no way he would have had to like. Yeah, be there all night with power washer or something, and even then. It's just still a fun gag. Though. It's pretty good. It's fun chaos. Could you imagine that? Like at like Wonderland or something like that, or an amusement park. I'll look at that kid's head, or a couple of those kids' heads. Um. 
Yeah, that happens uh, sometimes when it's like, for those of you that don't deal with uh, winter, sometimes when you go into a parking lot, you can't see the lines. Yeah. And then you park, and then when it starts to melt, you look like a jackass. Oh, yeah, I forgot this is the storyline where Bart's a nerd. Or it looks like a nerd anyways. Bit of a random kind of introduction that Bart can't see very well. And then it's never brought back again because he doesn't get contacts or anything, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a... Sorry, you you never had reading glasses, did you? Not for up close. I can't see. I can see distance. I have contacts now, but I... Yeah. I actually never knew you had contacts. I guess that's the whole point of contacts, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. This seems like something my dad would have done at yeah. work. Yeah, pinch somebody, <laughs> and <laughs> he's dead now. And Carl's wrong, safety clown. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, I don't want to go to his house. That's Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, right, painted on emergency. Well, sir, I won't bore you with the details of our miraculous escape. <laughs> I forgot there was no actual explanation for how to get out of that. <laughs> and there he goes. That's very Futurama mask. This is brilliant that he winds up in like India or something and he just... Oh my god, I forgot about this. <laughs> how? How did they come up with that? Uh, he, how does quite the all, quite the tube? How does the tube get from the U.S. to like India? And, it's a lot of suction. Yeah, and then he he winds up dancing for a bunch yeah. of people in a circle. And they just go, "All oh, right, this is great." Oh, Zutroy, yeah. Work hard, yeah. And each day you'll get a shiny penny. <laughs> I love the way his eyes bulge. Like, oh my god, money. This man's an illegal alien. That's preposterous. Zutroy here is as American as apple pie. Oh, he grabbed that, Mr. Boons. This plan violates every legal law in the book. I'm, I'm guessing that was some sort of nonsense at making an Eastern European language. Uh, I would imagine so, because even the captions didn't have anything to say. <laughs> the plane crashed on my property to explain how the Brazilian soccer team is working for him. I'll bring in a woman, but I still stand by my hiring policies. Get back to work, Stuart. Yeah, this is really, go. we do need checks and balances because businesses will do anything to cut yep. any cost at all. <laughs> I forgot ever it is. That was good. So does that mean they would have also went to India? Maybe he has a different source. Maybe his go to, I don't know, Utah Desert or something. You'll have to wear these for two weeks. Uh, that is actually oh. my stigmatism as well. Right, yeah. That scalp's a little dry. Better see our dermatologist. Okay, yeah, he only had to wear for two weeks, which doesn't really make any sense, but... No. Usually they recommend that you wear an eye patch to strengthen the other eye. It would have been funny had... I think it would have made a little more sense if the, ep the next episode had been two weeks away. But this one came out on December 9th of 93, and the next one was like a the week later, so... Nine, December 9th, 93. What excellent what excellent mm -hmm. sequel came out the next day? On December 10th, 93. 
excellent being the clue, Shane. Right, yeah. Excellent. Um. <laughs> There's a sequel to that? I think you're thinking of the wrong movie. Oh. What are you thinking of? I'm thinking of, like... You're thinking of Bill well, and Ted, no, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. That's no, Wayne's World. It. Wayne's World 2. Oh. Yeah, I... I never saw that. I do really like Wayne's World One, though. Yes. Did you ever see the naked chick riding a clam before? Gotta go. What the hell was that? <laughs> I think this episode does a really good job of physical versus emotional attraction. It does, but I think that might have been the best line in the show right there. I shouldn't have eaten that package of powdered gravy I found in the parking lot. <laughs> That uh, man, I thought Charlie might have been my joke for great nonsense. That is fantastic. Powdered gravy I ate in the parking lot. <gasps> so am I. <laughs> <laughs> He's just realizing now. I love Millhouse. And that line too. Are you kidding me? There's two my all time favorite lines, like in what, fifteen second span? Another day at work, another box of stolen pens. <laughs> oh, the trout hatchery. Homer loves Mindy. Oh, that's great. Not a good sign. Oh, that's so good. That was man, three candidates for best joke in the first act alone. What's he pouring in there? Oh, sugar. Okay. Sugar. Yeah. From a can. Break. Yeah, you usually just take the box of donuts into the bathroom. Mindy speaking of donuts. Yeah. So yeah, speaking of donuts, I was just, uh, the day of recording this, I just saw our, our good friends at Crave Donuts, the best donuts by far in the GTA. We're going to have them on Oh, they're freaking delicious, man. Oh, man. I had the espresso cooler. Espresso. Espresso cooler. Fantastic. And, you know, I think you've gotten the pink frosted sprinkled donut before, yeah? Yes, the classic vanilla sprinkle. It's just really fun to, like, open a box and see the same donut that Homer always eats. Oh, Joey Jojo! Junior Shabadoo? That's the worst name I ever heard. Joey Jojo! Oh, what the hell? What a misdirection. That is just fantastic. What am I going to do? Your infatuation is based on a physical attraction. Talk to the woman, and you'll realize you're <laughs> See? Yeah. Barney, so insightful. I love when Barney is this randomly smart. It's on a napkin. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That kind of It's kind of like uh, the giant hand guy, which we see in this episode. I forgot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dude, this might have... I can't... It's got to... Yeah, it's it's a good episode. I'm overwhelmed. And see, Mindy, yeah, eating a donut. Yeah, Nothing like I could I could use some donuts. Yeah. Cat talk, eating. Hey, my favorite raspberry swirl with a double glaze. Double glaze. Ooh, there you go, Crave. You guys should do a raspberry swirl with a double glaze. Yeah, why not? We'll have to mention that when they're on the pod. Indeed. Oh, not me. That's my idea of heaven. <laughs> I can see I'm gonna love working with you. Well, gotta go. I wanna sneak in a quick nap before lunch. Michelle Pfeiffer really nails the deliveries here. Like she doesn't, she's not trying yeah. to be like overly sexy or anything like that. But she's she's just like a person. She's Michelle Pfeiffer. She doesn't have to try to be yeah sexy. Like the world just perceives her as such. I mean, hello. 
guess we'll be going down together. I mean, getting off together. I mean... That's okay. I'll just push the button for the stimulator. I mean elevator. Oh, unsexy thought. This is probably... This is a good unsexy thought, for sure. I love how he's humming the, the I Dream of Genie team. It just makes it that much better. And that she's doing it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I love how the yeah the elevator barely fits one person, and that they're going through like the. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> just fucking jumps off. Very uh, Flintstone esque. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Don't kiss me. I'm all stuffed up. Hi, Dad. Yeah, his whole family's just a He's got bunch of weirdos. Yeah. A marvel in science. Yes, nonsense, Grandpa. I forgot about that one. That's a great line. I love when they make the characters look sick by making them look that kind of greenish yellow tinge. There's a new place at the ball. They put your picture on a T-shirt. I got two dollars off because I got speared. Yeah, you can you can get that very shirt. Yeah. It's an iconic shirt. Not as good as the one that I got last time. I, I do. I got the old Jewish man with his pants down. I'm thinking of getting uh, one with uh, Ned Flanders, stupid sexy Flanders. It's just a white shirt, and then like the top left corner is a picture of sexy Flanders showing off his, yes, his rump. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like make, yeah, making uh, fun of those funny, Nike yeah. ads of the '90s. Well, sex sells. It is what it is. <laughs> and this is a, <laughs> it's for Association. That's great. The other NRA. Oh, that's fantastic. Marital stress hotline. We should really just go one episode. We should just call these random numbers. I don't think they're actual numbers. Like I don't think anything. Oh, will they're happen. probably nothing. But it'd just be funny if they were. Be like, did you know your numbers in an episode of The Simpsons? Imagine that, and they're just like, yeah, I know, I know. I'm your guardian angel. I've assumed the form of someone you would recognize and revere. I probably has no idea who Newton is, and then it, his the person is Colonel Clink. Like, how many people? Under the age of like forty, you know who Colonel Clink is. I don't. I didn't know who he was. Yeah. Oh, I love when he does the little giggle. Yeah, it's from the show. I think it's from Hogan's Heroes, which is a '70s show. I love how he shows says how miserable, and of course, it's complete. Yeah. Somehow, their combined salaries at the nuclear power plant will uh, buy them this. Yeah. You happy Bigger house than Burns. I love the, I love the, the faux British accent, too. Oh, the rich people. All <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Oh, yes, quite. Yes. Quite, quite indeed, yes. Madam President, your approval rating is soaring. This dream is over. I remember being a kid and, and I didn't get the joke. And like, it doesn't make any sense. They're both happy. <laughs> that was great. Oh, there's Nelson's bully. And the hillbilly kid. Yeah, that's Nonsense random, yeah. hillbilly kid. Must be really hard to run those shoes. Uh, yes, I completely forgot about this, this storyline in general, not to mention the... Oh, the yeah, this is actually a really cool part of the episode, yeah. I, I was always like, oh, this would be cool to have. It really would maybe be, not, yeah. Maybe not to do what they're doing, but to like have a secret like video game fort in the, mm -hmm. inside the school. Wouldn't that be awesome? 
You think they stole this from Harry Potter? Harry Potter wasn't out yet, it hadn't been written. Oh, it hadn't even been written? See, I never read the book, so I don't actually know when they came out. No. So, wait, so she stole this from The Simpsons? Maybe, yeah, maybe this was the uh, ex uh, inspiration for Rumor of Requirement. Uh, never spray deodorant on your junk, that's kind of stupid. No, you're gonna get, you're gonna get hurt. <laughs> Dad, why are you singing? Tell a lie, tell a lie. Because I have a small role in a Broadway musical. Not much, but it's a start. Bravo. I probably thinks that's a great lie. Another great inner monologue. Oh, yeah. Judging from your song, you're infatuated with a woman named Mindy. Or a man named Andy. Lisa, look up behind you. <laughs> I'm not gonna fall for that. No, Lisa, I swear to you. I'm 100% completely serious. You've got to turn around right now before it's too late. Huh? Ducker. <laughs> <laughs> like we live in the same house. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, the hand. We should avoid each other from now on. Max, what I did, I did because of <laughs> I am tired of these jokes about my giant Jokes hand. about my the giant hand. Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time you wrote something on your hand? Oh, probably elementary school. Yeah. Like Roger Ebert. You are an elf. I think. Look at those two inseparable chums, Smithers. I love how he's still reading it. Like, he's trying to make sense yeah. of it, even though it's clearly nonsense, but he's still This fine. right here is so funny to me. This, this idea of, like, okay, let's send these two people who aren't, like, a thing to a convention together for work. <laughs> Things like this kind of happen. Like, to me, uh, Christmas parties and stuff like that that companies throw are always just, like, I get why they're throwing them, but it's like, you're taking a bunch of people... <laughs> that are acting a certain way at work and then you're putting them in a different environment with like free alcohol and thinking that nothing's gonna happen exactly <laughs> we had we had a big party after the toronto raptors won the mm -hmm. uh, and everyone was there were some people getting busy on the floor. i have heard things oh man people doing things that they should have not yeah yeah i saw some and things. that usually happens on at these parties for sure Legionnaires disease free there, since 1990. There, and there's your king size bed for. Yeah, that's weirdo. Hubba hubba. Hubba hubba. If Everything. it's not nailed down, it's free. Everything's free at a hotel. Let's assume that you'll take it. Wow. Do you take the free samples with you or do you leave them? Yeah. Uh, I usually leave them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if it's a really good smelling soap, if I'm sitting in a nice hotel, maybe I'll take it. Because it's technically a part of the, you know, it's part of the purchase of the room or the free samples. It's true. I probably use the buzzer specifically for that. Oh, the monkeys! <laughs> so good. And uh, there we good go. Wizard of Oz reference, yeah. Continue the research. <laughs> you know that snow in the Wizard of Oz? That was asbestos. Yeah, and the midgets? Just, mm -hmm. just, just like long child laborers. Yep. That's how you make free labor. That's smart. 
Now, with her appetite, she would not be in that good shape. Just yeah, some, some people, you never know. They're able to... Unless she works out. That's all. The shirt, there you yes. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but that, that one scene right there stuck with me. I love how he's just sad sitting in the middle of his room on a chair. They really made him look pretty sad. Did anyone pray for giant shoes? I did! Hopefully, no. I've been doing a lot of upper body work on Bart. Today, let's pound his kidneys. Yeah. Pound his kidneys. The fact that they plan it is pretty amazing. Yeah. This guy's great. Well, it doesn't matter. They were bullying him before. You will be beating one of your own. Whatever. <laughs> That's what bullies do, man. They just—they don't care. Got bully yeah. someone. It's like gotta nuke something. Cold fusion, oil power. What about wind? wind? Coal, water, solar, solar energy, energy. Cheap, clean. Hope for tomorrow. <laughs> Why is Moon Man working with uh, the solar look at energy? Look him just passed out. His, his nose is smushed against the floor. Oh god. Poor Moon Man. Fossil fuel uses and that was the thing. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for poisoning the planet. He just so chucks brick. a brick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people's hesitancy towards nuclear power. I think the Simpsons have to take at least ten percent of that ownership. Maybe even more. Absolutely. Yeah. I love how they have a king and queen for this. It makes no sense. Is there any way to get out of this? No. Uh, so, quick question, Nick. Uh, what's the color of uh, of her hair? Mindy's is orange. She's okay. not a redhead, though. What a perfect no one is. Yes, they, Conan O'Brien has red hair. When Conan O'Brien comes on this hair, show, yeah. when, when he comes on this show, he's going to explain to us. Oh, the fortune cookie. Oh, that's a good gag coming up. Yeah, you will find happiness with a new love. Yeah. Well, open up the stick with your wife barrel. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So many unexpected jokes. Like, if you were watching this for the first time, like, there's no way you'd be able to predict that that was going to happen. No. With the fortune cookie barrels. I want to say the lighting in this scene is probably. It's really good. It's fantastic. We're going to have sex. Oh. Well, we don't have to. Yes, we do. The cookie told me The cookie so. told me so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Desserts aren't always right. But they're so sweet. Homer, you don't have to do anything you don't want to. Well, maybe I want to. But then I think about... This is a really legit conversation here. Well, oh, sure, yeah. Sometimes I just like to... Homer... And then they lighten it up. <laughs> yeah. You know how I feel... So, it's up to so you. she was willing to ruin a marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And a family. Um, and kind of just left it up to Homer to decide. I know it's a funny episode, but like... That got deep. That got really yeah, deep right did. there. Yeah, it did. Because like ultimately... There are multiple, like, I don't believe in uh, soulmates. I think there's multiple people depending on a lot of different factors that you could end up with. And it's up to you as an adult to 
figure out who you want to spend your time with. Yeah, that's true. And then there's like people that just sleep around and don't care about other people's feelings. And those people are the worst. Technically, Mindy. Yeah. <laughs> like she she knew what she was doing, but if <laughs> a buddy comes in. Uh, that's great eye comedy. And then, yeah, there goes the one. one eye. Eye. That is a fantastic ending to the yeah. episode. Uh, absolutely great. Great moment, too, you know, with Homer sticking. You, again, you yeah. see the, the true colors. He's a good person. Exactly, of who Homer um, really is. I gave it a 9.1. I think I'm going to go high with a 9.6. Um, mm -hmm. Faster pacing than I, I anticipated it was going to be. The Bart storyline is, it's okay. There are parts of it that fall kind of flat. Or if you're younger, you probably don't make sense. Like when he's doing the nerd bit, the, like the Jerry Lewis bit. Um, but the, the, oh, the Homer Mindy storyline is so fantastic. There's, th I, there's three. I'm going to have to go with a three-way tie again for my, my top joke because of it. It's, it, it, I think the Bart storyline just knocks it a little bit down from the 10 spot. Yeah. So it's, 9. It really 6. is like a D storyline. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, uh, we need a little bit of filler here. What can we throw in? Cause I completely forgot it was in this episode. Uh, so yeah, I'll go with a 9.6. What are you going with? You know what? I'm I'm feeling you there. I'll I'll meet you at nine point six. Um, it seems appropriate, right? Like it seems like there's a lot of good stuff, but the Bart just kind of is that it? Is that why you're going to? Uh, yeah, the Bart storyline. Um, yeah, the Bart storyline. I guess yeah, it does bring it down a little bit. Even though it is kind of relatable for me because I do have the same stigmatism that Bart does. <laughs> I just happened to get laser eye surgery, and he had to. Uh, get this weird procedure that doesn't work where you only have to work wear glasses, glasses for, for like weeks. a week or two weeks. Yeah, that does, that does not exist. No. I wish it did. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm going to give it a 9.6. Uh, but it's a good episode. I think it's adult again, kind of like familiar, kind of almost like the Simpsons going back to their season one roots where it's like a really adult topic, but they do it in such a way where there's more comedy than what they used to in season one season one it was like this is some real like marital like relationship stuff that's going on kind of dark not a lot of gags but they kind of do it again um it even ends kind of with like marge and homer it doesn't go to black when they're kissing but it goes to black and True. there's an eyeball gag. that's right so it's like they kind of build upon their roots with this one i feel and it's a lot better than what they did in season one Right. So, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, they took elements of season one and then built a whole, like, a better story and then packed it full of a bunch of jokes because they knew that that's what, you know, they were most successful with. Or, you know, they had, they had already built their reputation through season four of this is how our episode's going to flow. So let's get the quick flow with the great jokes combined with a strong story. And you hit all three of those and you're going to get a great episode, which is kind of what they did here. Can you pick one? For your joke, because I'm I'm stuck between three. Can you pick one? Mm. Okay, so when Nick and I usually our process is we quickly test the audio uh, before we actually play the episode, just so everyone is uh, in line with like, okay, that sounds good, because mm -hmm. uh, we just virtually. Um, so I just so happen to click on the scene where Homer pinches the dude in the butt. He drops the vial of like whatever, and there's like a gas, toxic gas thing, and it's like, oh, the gas protects us. He's a goner. Like that, Nick and I both laughed quite <laughs> a bit there. And then I made the comment, I wish I didn't see that. I wish I saw that like organically when we watched the episode. So that's my favorite gag um, I for love, this episode. I love how Carl and like the three of them in general, and eventually Charlie, react to that, where um, 
they, they just they're like oh he's dead they don't even care they just that just shows that you know I guess in you find out in the in the grimy episode that you know Homer is kind of the bad guy here a at bit. times yeah. at times but yes that is a gem um, man there's so much here like Charlie going through the tube was great but I have to go with three that happen uh, that I I love I've said these um, multiple times. Uh, so my, I have to go with a three-way tie here. The packet Homer eating the packet of gravy he found in the parking lot, like that is like, how they came up with that. That he, it's like a throwaway line out of nowhere. It's, it's a throwaway yeah. line out of nowhere. That's something that you could see Homer doing. It's absolutely fantastic. Love that. Another day of work. Another box of stolen pens. Like I always pictured that that's Homer's way of getting back at the plant for giving him such a shitty. Well, it's actually really not because he coasts, but that's his like way of like True. yeah. I, I, he doesn't work what? hard at all. <laughs> no, I stole your pens. Take that. And he like he's proud of that fact. And then the giant hand, like the, the fact that I remember the first time I watched it, I didn't see it coming. Like to go from Homer to Lenny, and then to end with the in the rule of thirds there with the, the giant hand guy. Oh, that was absolutely amazing. And then he's got like a whole novel written on it. Absolutely fantastic. Um, so yeah, some great stuff here. Bart's storyline breaks it down a bit, but it's still uh, an overall fantastic episode. Um, even more fantastic though is when Shane does plug time. So Shane, take her away. Yeah, please follow us on Twitter, Simpsons underscore EBE. That's where we do polls and interact with fans and share memes and let you know when a new episode drops. So please follow us on Twitter, Simpsons underscore EBE. Uh, also, a lot of you are on Spotify, a lot of you on your phone. So if you go to our Spotify page uh, and follow us, that'd be great. And also rate us. And there's also a comment section on this episode. I'd love to hear what your favorite gag is from this episode that you remember. Nick had three, I had one, but I'd love to hear your thoughts generally on the episode too. Uh, so please do that. I always enjoy any feedback from fans. And there's a link in the description of every episode called Buy Me a Coffee. You click that link, you can donate some money to the show, and uh, ultimately it will go to our very real, not fake, sewering of Coconail's grandpa kind of carnival-esque event. Um, but Nick, you're actually at a candy store today and saw something, right? Yeah, that's right. See? Yeah. I saw, um, it was Willy Wonka themed Fruit Loops. Now I don't know if they're supposed to take, taste like Wonka flavors or something, or they're just shilling out Gene Wilder's picture on a box of cereal. Either True. way, that's our, our good, our good Lord and Savior, Willy Wonka. Um, you know what, in, in the, in the grand scheme of things, we should start a church of some sort where, you know, Willy Wonka is kind of like God and Coconail's grandpa is the devil. Um, I think we'd get like a, and we'll call it the cool people's church. No, you know, it's all about Willy Wonka, no diddling, no weirdos, uh, no like hierarchies or anything like that. We'll just have a fun time. We'll watch Willy Wonka every Sunday. Every time the Coke Nails grandpa comes on, we'll just hurl old vegetables at the television until it breaks. Um, I sounded really old saying television there too, but yeah, there's all sorts of stuff that we can do. And like Shane said, building up to the big finale, uh, TBD, TB, it's still TBD. But we'll uh, we'll get there, um, we'll get there one day. And uh, now I gotta think of something to close out the episode. Give you your challenge here. Um, I I do love both the sound and the visual because even when I hear it, I can even if I hear the regular version, I can still see this version in my head. Play us uh-huh. out with a little, just a short loop here of Barney humming the "I Dream of Genie" theme. Um, you know, sure. you, yeah, you're going to picture Barney in that bikini as soon as you hear it. You bet. And uh, it's a fantastic one. We'll catch you for the next episode. What it is, I can't remember off the top of my head, 
but uh, we will. What is season five, episode ten? Do you do you know off the top of your head? I don't know what's going on. I'm pretty tired today. Uh, it's oh, it's Springfield. It's a casino one. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's gonna be a fantastic one. Uh, everything's fantastic in season five for the most part. Season so. five's pr- been pretty great so far. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. It's it's ripe, right in the middle of those golden years. So we will catch you for uh, Springfield. I'm not saying it's whole title because it's like 50 words and that takes too long so we'll catch you for that one shane play us out thank you for listening and here is that sweet barney version of i dream of genie <laughs>